Uh, who needs SGA? Shea Gillis Alexander. When you can have Sour Green Apple Ghost Warhead. Kind of like put a gun to my head. We're like Jet Li and Jason Statham in 07. We're at war. And war stands for whack-a-mole at Renaissance Fair Wharf. And that's the way the wharf your point of view. <laughs> yeah, this uh, sour green apple for the audience. This is a unpaid sponsor because, you know, free promo, right? Which I guess if I'm promoting a product bigger than me, more popular, am I actually, are they actually promoting me? Because you can only promote something if you are less or more. Well, no, because technically the sponsor will pay you. But then again, would you ever pay a sponsor to gain traction? Talk about the law of attraction. Um, <laughs> uh, and a lawsuit. The attraction of a lawsuit. Because boy, there's nothing more attractive than getting some free money that ain't free. Um, but yeah. This shit is zingin' and zangin'. Yangin' yangin'. Let me see them titties hanging. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. And that's why my wiener falafels in my pants to secure the zipper. Because if you've ever zipped up a little too fast after you've taken a leak, you will know why sources leak. Because, uh... If you don't leak it, someone else will leak your actual numbers. And certain numbers you may want out there, and others you don't. And I have definitely put a number on this intro. And sorry for the last episode being cut short. I was in a hurry. Just in a hurry. But yeah, welcome to episode 240. Of the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Yeah, you could definitely tell I'm keeping the voice low. Gotta love it. Um, <laughs> recording this on December 12th, technically, 2023. At 1.48 a.m. Eastern. For the archives. So yeah. 680 million is being paid. 10 years from now. Is that supposed to be a financial. Um, advantage. Or. Is it so you don't spend the money. Or is that someone explained. It's so you can. Move in enough time and not pay them LA taxes. It sounds like a roundabout way that just sounds kind of illegal. But one thing we will know with uh, those numbers, they're going to get their numbers. Um, <laughs> that's the thing. I'm not going to talk about taxes again because I think last episode I talked about taxes quite a bit of time even though I'm uneducated in taxes but if you file mine you will get a free ghost drink sent to you wow it tastes exactly like sour green apple um (laughs) god this shit is banging to the tongue. I love me some good apple of my eye. 
and my potential wife. Oh, God. You know, if R. Kelly was not in jail, just imagine the singles he would be dropping. I guess he really would uh, wake everybody. <laughs> uh, Bo Cosby's like, this is filth. <laughs> we don't wake everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, as I once said in a rap, I'm like, uh, this this line is like a mummy because you'll have a hard time wrapping around your head. That was not exactly how it went, and I butchered my own rap. Damn, it's a rap. So, you know what they say behind every bottle cap is some good pour. Me a drink. Uh, So, what's going on out there in the world, right? You know, we have Israel. We have Hamas. We have uh, bullet wounds in the inner city. But let's focus on what's happening outside in this beautiful, less traveled world than ever. People singing on airplanes. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. This cringe. I don't even know to call it cringe. Imagine being on a plane. And someone is not causing a scene, but they are making a attention to themselves by going in the middle of the aisle, saying they need to use the restroom. But then use it as an opportunity to be like, everyone, I just want everyone to know, I am nominated for a few Grammys. And I think it's some Christian gospel artists um and people on the planet like kind of applauding like whoo congratulations even though someone should have been like no one fucking cares um (laughs) but you can't say that because it's like you guys are just haters you are negative horse feeders to my light and it's like, oh, you think you're the light, huh? Well, how about we just kick you out of this plane in midair? And you will see a lot of light. An endless light. I don't know what happened. If you get kicked off, like, you know, like, the emergency open thing. Which I feel like all the air pressure out there, everyone would just kind of, you know, not be able to breathe. But if you just kick someone off. If they were the land and water. Would it be the pressure of hitting the water would cause serious damage? Would they die in midair with no parachute and no... Because you're like, what, eight, ten thousand feet in the air? Like, would you just not be able to breathe as is? Anyways. Because I've been skydiving, right? With equipment... With someone strapped to my back, they could have done anything they wanted to me. There's nothing I could have done about it. Now, if you're trying to do some sketchy stuff, do it attached to someone while skydiving because you're kind of you're kind of fucked. Um, <laughs> um, you know who would love being. A skydiving teacher slash employee that when people first go skydiving, they have to be attached to someone. Remember the guy of Charlie's Angels that liked to keep some girl's hair and would just sniff it, right? Which actually reminded me. Um, <laughs> I remember like go through your mind where you're there just some days. Not that you're in a bad mood, but... You're almost in too good of a mood where you're just like, I wish a motherfucker would try me today. Not in a physical way. But you know how guys are. You know, we bust each other's balls. Pause. Um, But it's weird because you got to have a certain dynamic with someone. Or there's got to be a certain presentable uh, 
way someone is, even if you don't know more, that makes it fun or you would accept it and receive it. Where if it's some guy that you don't really view as like cool in a way, and you tell they're saying what they're saying, not to actually be inclusive, but to try to bring it down because, you know, you're the hot stuff of the town. Um, <laughs> no. But they're doing it because they want to try to minimize you in some way. So, sometimes I have those moments in my head. I run through these scenarios, right? And I was like, I wish a motherfucker would. Because there was this person I walked by earlier. A guy. And he just smelled like a woman, right? Just smelled like a pure female. I don't know the sense. I don't know the... You know, it smelled like some peony conditioner type of thing, right? And I just wish someone would say, like, I wish that guy. There was something about him that made it feel like, I just wouldn't like this guy. And I wish he would try to do something slick, you know. And then I would just be like, oh. So. Does your uh, female sniff your hair, too? Um, <laughs> uh, what do you put in your secret Tinder bio? I use my girlfriend's conditioner. You should try it too. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Sometimes it's this weird thing as humans. We actually want to be tried. We want to show that we still got it. We want to. As they say, swing your dick around, you know, have a pissing contest. And show random people that we have no relationship with, don't know the names. We make assumptions based off interactions from afar. Right. Speaking of interactions from afar. Um, apparently... Lil Uzi um, is quote-unquote getting jacked, as the kids say. He's getting yoked by deadlifting a trap bar, 180. I never understood the trap bar, because ironically, you feel kind of trapped inside. And the last thing I want to do is be trapped inside of anything around any musician. Especially R&B. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm the world's greatest. Because uh, you never know. Some small dwarf may come out of the closet and expose that that's the one that's been banging your woman. Why you are running secret operations. Downtown with your secret thing. That whole like trapped in the drive-thru. Or not trapped in the drive-thru. Weird album. Oh, trapped in the closet thing with R. Kelly is one of the most absurd videos ever made. But. Oh, you know, all trapped in the closet is by R. Kelly. Like, that is not like it's music. Technically, because it's instrumental. He's singing. That thing is really just like. We're just going to have this non-stop instrumental for an hour plus. I'm just going to say some words. And some will naturally kind of fit a rhyme scheme. But I don't give a fuck if it does or not. I'm just going to tell a story. You know, R. Kelly inspired me. I did a couple of those 13 minute, 20 minute raps. On one of the worst platforms to do that. The IG. So R. Kelly influenced me heavily. But... Um, I'm like, you know, instead of trying to rap for 20 minutes and write this shit out and read off a paper, I could just record a podcast where I don't have to read off something and force people to just listen to me. Yeah, but 
It's called entertainment. Forceful. Diddy style. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so. I just don't get the whole. Uh, can I just say it? Well, I can't say it. But am I going to say it? But I'll say it. I don't get the whole Beatles, Elvis Presley thing. I don't understand even in real time. I think the only reason why Elvis and the Beatles were them, as they say. You know, like now when people like when Anthony Davis scores a basket on Mr. Five Rebound, Miles Turner. I'm him. Except when he goes against Joel Embiid. It's, uh, I'm him. Um, <laughs> and, um, shit, what the fuck was I talking about? God damn it, Clint. Anyways, well, fuck that. Um, trolling. I am one big troll doll because they call me. Charlie in the Chocolate Factory by Roll the Doll. And Dragon Tales, Scholastic Book Fair. Because they be dragging the tail into your wallet if you have a child that you love. Because if you don't love your child, then you won't get Guinness Book of World Records number 2018 edition. Um... <laughs> That is the one thing I am not looking forward to when I have children is paying for shit that I really have a heavy disdain for. But sometimes you just got to do it like there's no reasonable man that looks at a fifth grade and they're they're only going to go up. When I was in school, a yearbook was like 30 bucks. Nowadays, it's like 125 bucks, and then for graduation, you got to pay to graduate. You got to pay to wear a fucking tassel on your head when it's dangling around your nose or your, when it's itching your eyeball as you're trying to walk the plank. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just public schools of any way just to get every dime out of you, because Oh, we're public funded, you know, we're government funded. It's like the school's not even accredited. Um, like like th- these credits mean absolutely fucking nothing. Like But Yeah. Ooh, I like this shirt. This shirt feels real soft. Softer than some coconut oil butter on the left side cheek bone that I will bone. Love me some coconut oil on the oil rig. Because I milk it out and say, hey. I'm a welder, and well, 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 Darman, yeah, Darman, um, is it, are they still making videos, Darman, you know, this is like the epitome of the Facebook era, I've been on Facebook, but I remember on Facebook, the Darman thing, that was like fucking... I don't know how the income thing works for Facebook. It's like, what would make someone decide to use Facebook instead of YouTube as a main? What is something that would hit on Facebook more than YouTube? Because I guess Facebook, you're scrolling through, like, kind of like Instagram, and you could accidentally come across some shit. And you could share stuff while while over YouTube, you have to post it. And if it's not your algorithm, you may or may not ever come across it. But it's like they have a whole Darman Studios. Like that—that's the thing. Like this whole like, nah, we have 
a lot of businesses that are just people making things that we don't really need, but it becomes more profitable than businesses of things we would be more beneficial. Like, there's nothing beneficial about someone having a production company other than the fact that they just make shit and sometimes people watch it. There's no actual like, it's just money funneling in, money funneling out. Someone doing what they enjoy, they gotta have money to do it. And that's the best case scenario. That's the best case if they're not using their money for something adhesive, you know. But it's kind of the same. That's what we encourage, you know. We encourage this whole, like, entrepreneurship thing, which, okay. But it's all just selfish. You know, I don't want to say selfish because you're making a living. You're having potentially generational wealth. But you didn't actually really contribute in any... You didn't really give back. You just took... And at best, you didn't make anything worse in society you didn't make anything worse in terms of economic growth you just kind of stayed a state you rented out a place a business building and you know you create opportunities that's the whole thing like i want to create a business that creates opportunities it's like really let's break down the Dharma answers. You create opportunities. Do you really think they're paying these actors, actresses like $10,000 to be in these 12-minute videos that are completely outlandish and over-exaggerated and would never really happen? And have you seen any of those people in anything else after that? I'm not even talking about movies, shows. I mean, and even other... YouTube skits? No. Because no one watches like, you know what? I'm doing this independent film that's going to Cannes Festival. And, you know, struggling to find someone with notoriety. And then I came across this dark man video. And this widow with a child with autism. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> uh I don't know. I may be part autistic. Since we're in this self-diagnosing world anyways. Yeah. I think it would be cool. You know. They always seem like they're having the most fun. I enjoy... Um, I enjoy communicating with people. That are very socially off. Right? That doesn't mean autism. It doesn't mean any type of disability. It just means people that you tried to talk to and they don't even look at you. And they're not processing anything you're saying. And they're just like, they just nod their head. And it may just be trauma. But is trauma considered a disability? I guess it can be if it really starts. If something becomes debilitating to even do because of some trauma. But like, I don't know. I've come across some people that are very, very timid, right? And they don't have any apparent you know, like, disabilities or anything like that. They just, I guess some things may happen in someone's life. And it's crazy how people can be fully functioning, like, quote-unquote, we consider normal. And one thing can make someone just be afraid of a lot of things. Instance, one instance can make someone have a very negative view of always assuming the worst may happen and it's like when you click this episode today you know you're like oh it's clint we gotta assume the worst and boy you sure 
stepped in a pile of woohoo. Um, wow. I drink this way too fast. Um, wow. Uh, but you know what they say. Too much is expected, much is given. And to what much is having a bowl of Quaker Oats, welcome to the tea party. Because once you spill some, uh, how are you going to hate from outside the club? You can't even get in. <laughs> uh, let's go and sign the Declaration of Independence already, you dumb scoundrels. Um, just imagine like how bad the hair was back in the day where they wore those nasty ass wigs all the time but people complain about that and then 90% of people just wear hats and shit you know as I'm wearing a hat of some sort it's to protect my hair um <laughs> uh, I love a nice, good head, a brain in someone's head. Have you ever talked to someone where you actually question, did God give you a brain? I have. And it's the man in the mirror. Um... Yeah, so, Prince of Bel-Air, oh yeah, this is getting, you know, that's the thing, it's, it's weird, because I'm feeling, I'll just say, I'm feeling kind of, I'm feeling kind of timid, when you have to talk low, it changes your confidence, right? Like, I just want to be like, bam, but I got to be like, hey, bam, instead of, you know, just running that yellow light, I've got to ease up, and it does change, it changes the energy, it changes the mood, this sleep schedule is fucking un fathomable like why do we do this like god damn this shit sucks like fuck all i want to do is record every single day like i probably should you know what you know what i might do fuck it <clears throat> if i had the technology advancements i would just record a daily podcast every single day and i'll put it out into the world Never be able to see feedback because by the time I post it, I would be at work and they say, fuck you. Um, you know, should you actually like, if you do something outside of work, should you actually tell people that you work with, that you don't know on a personal level of what you actually do outside of work? Like, I don't think you should be resistant if, like, it comes up naturally, right? Even when people you're not close to, but, like, should there, but you shouldn't just come out and say, like, oh, yeah, I do this, I do that. Maybe you should just only say it. Maybe it's, like, the less people know, the more better, you know? Because then people seek out your shit, right? People look up your IG profile. They look up this. They try to piece things together about you. Try to figure out, you know, two years ago you had some posts about, oh, God forbid, especially the Facebook posts for the ladies. It'll be like, if you were let go and you're hard to distress, that means he wasn't ready for your bless ings. The God made you pure. 
But right now, the devil's not sure. So, turn in your badge, ho. Um, <laughs> woo. Yeah. Getting a little frisky. Eating some briskets with Drewski. I, I don't get the old Drewski thing, you know. I mean, I get it at the same time. I don't know where he came from. I don't know, like, is he just an internet personality? Is he a comedian? Is he an actor? Is he a musician of some sort? I don't know what he is, you know, but apparently he has a big presence. His hair always throws me off. But who am I? Judge, you know, looks like a stud muffin. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm a stud muffin, you know. I don't know what a stud muffin is. Is it a is it a gay muffin? Um, <laughs> oh, she's a stud. Yeah. Uh, she sure knows how to study my intentions. To say she's got great potential. You know, I'm a man that I give credit when it's due. When someone does a job well, I'm like, great job. And then after I say great job them four times in an hour, they start giving me this look like, alright, thanks. Like I'm just trying to keep the spirits up And uh That's why you need to keep the Ouija board to yourself Because no matter Which letter They decide to gravitate to Just know The only letter you need to gravitate to Is Dear John Um (laughs) Hey that actually wasn't bad Um (laughs) Probably not the worst thing I've said in this episode. But yeah, I got so many chains, they call me Channing Tatum. Coach, I have a question. What is that? This is bogus. I remember in Coach Carter, um, it would always be funny that intense scene where I think it's Junior, I think it was his name, the guy with the afro, um, or is it Louise? Is it Ruiz? The mixed guy, the Latina dude, and he, uh, Chan Tatum was in Coach Carter too. Very good movie. One of the most underrated sports. Movies, even though it's kind of more of a drama, but sports is a pretty predominant part of it. But the part where he's pushing them in practice and stuff like that, or he shows up late and he's off the team and he loses, and then Ruiz or whoever loses his shit. And on TNT, you know, obviously. The real version is this bullshit on TNT. You know, it's such this highly emotional moment. And then the word this is bogus. It doesn't fit. Like, who was in charge of editing these movies for television? Like, it would be better just to, like, block it out. And have nothing said. Because saying bogus. I remember it used to make me and my brother laugh like a motherfucker. Like bogus. This is bogus. Like is this like intense. Like spilling his heart out. Saying what he feels. You know. And then bogus. Think about the last time you used the term bogus. When you were highly emotional. Sad. Angry. You don't even use bogus in any 
type of language, to be honest. Any setting. No one uses bogus. It's only used to describe something, like adjective, like if you were in class and someone's like, let's say it was a history and like, oh, the Crusades. It seems like every history class, something about the Crusades, but no one knows who the Crusades are. The Crusades sounds like some Gladiator 300 shit, you know. All the Crusades came marching and started spearing the dolphins, you know. And uh, that's how we had King Triton. And it's kind of weird how, you know how bad, well one, these comedy, these comedian making movies, right? Apparently they're not going well. Sebastian Menescalo, Bill Burr, and someone, they basically made these movies. Like they tried to have those comedy movies again, but apparently they're more like these tried of sentimental feel-good comedy movies and they tanked at the box office because no one really goes watch movies but it's like one there's no real advertisement for movies so like no one's watching cable and we don't get like i find out more about new movies off of youtube when it's like a trailer for like Godzilla and whoever dropped. And it's got like 1.5 million views in five hours. You know, that type of weird shit. You basically have to be subscribed to a big channel or something's just trending so much. Like a movie and like a Star Wars movie will randomly trail like a random trailer for that. Like, you know, crazy stuff, right? But... So now what they do is I saw some yesterday where they legitimately package a bunch of movies coming to the box office. The big movies coming for Christmas that are dropping on Christmas. Like um, one was like the Aquaman movie and then I already forgot the other ones, but... It's basically like, hey guys, this is what's coming for... And it's the production studio selling that for Christmas. Come watch our movies, you know. Not just showing the trailer, having people come. It's like, they're selling the fact that it's Christmas. Come watch our movies. And I think that's kind of the low we've gotten to. Like, movies are either going to be massive box office revenue generating billion dollar things the marvels the avatars or they're going to be these low income barely break even uh, like good dads or these comedian movies they try to make that don't make money bird chrysler's machine apparently flopped right and I guess it's just like these movies don't really, no one actually cares. Like, you know, and it's kind of this weird thing as someone who enjoys writing screenplay, like the stuff that I would write would not go on the big screen. Like they are very interpersonal, high dialogue. Like I'm pretty sure like the Aaron Sorkins of the world. Now I think about it. He hasn't really, hasn't really put out a movie or screenplay in a few years. You know, maybe he's working on stuff. Maybe he's taking a break. Maybe he's doing Broadway. I don't know. But it seems like the movie that is just about personality and watching something and growing a bond with someone as an audience member and Following an individual in their individual lives and stuff like that. Like a complete fictional thing that someone made up. It's not really going to be a thing anymore. It may be a thing. People may still make it. But it may be harder to find. Because um, those things. How are you going to advertise those? How? How? Why would someone sit there and want to watch that? You know, um, 
I don't know, you know. Then there's the Ruby Rose for her fan. Number one fan. Some crypto, I guess he did some crypto shit. Uh, That's what they kind of found out about. This man has spent a hundred thousand plus dollars. On her OnlyFans content, donation, and all that stuff. And apparently she's a singer and artist. Among other things. And this man got a tattoo of her. After the fact. I think on his leg. Looks kind of like a sad guy. Um, I mean, anytime you spend that much money on a woman in general, but that much on a woman that doesn't want to even touch you. Like, when you took the picture with her at this Comic-Con or whatever, these conventions that happen, she... There was a no touch thing. You definitely tell. She was like, nope, yeah, you're in a. It's like, hey, like, for $100,000, if I invest $100,000 into and I'm her number one spender, you goddamn right I'm going to get something. Um, <laughs> That sounded bad. But I promise. You know what? Because if I was someone, right? And that's the weird thing about these donations, these subscribe, paid subscription things, is it makes people entitled to certain, when you meet them, it makes people like, oh, I pay, like, you know, it's like, if I was someone and that was a job, and the only way I can make money is people subscribe to your channel, whatever the fuck it is, they pay for it. Like, if someone gave me... If someone's my number one fan and they spent a hundred plus thousand dollars on me and like let's say the second highest is like five hundred dollars this person just gave them certain money, I'm gonna think like they have they have something out for me. Like they got some they're laundering me money, setting me up, like you know. Especially, well, I guess in my case, if it was a guy, I would be like, hey, well, no woman's going to donate $100,000 because, you know, equal pay, right? Um, <laughs> you don't deserve. It's like, and you can't afford. <laughs> um, I just don't get the idea of paying for that amount for someone. And then the weird part is the text messages after. Where, like, basically he was like, we can spend our lives together, you know. It could be a one-sided relationship where it's open for you, but I'll stay tied down to you. Love you unconditionally. I don't care. I just want to be with you. And over time, you'll see. It's like, I think she saw in the moment when she said, "Don't touch her." Um, and that was probably the sign. Like, yeah, it would be pretty one-sided and open. And I don't think she's worried about. She probably, I mean, yours can be open too, but she wouldn't even be worried about it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh, Ruby. Just rose to the occasion. And. You know. If I were doing OnlyFans right. Because this is weird. OnlyFans isn't just for the obvious stuff. There are people that do OnlyFans for. Jokes or certain things that. It's just. Because really it's just a pace. It's like you pay behind a paywall. It could be anything. Someone wants you know. Typically they'll tell you like. Hey you pay for my shit. This is what you're going to get right. Um, so if I did OnlyFans, would it just be, you know, my mic checks? <laughs> like, cause I was actually thinking, you know, should I start to put my mic checks out there? Like, cause they are, if you guys heard some of these mic checks, they'd be 
you'd be like, with the mic checks, they're funnier than the show. It's like, I'm sitting there, mic check, mic check, mic check. Oh, me, 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 me. Like, it's pretty funny and absurd, you know, when I'm not tired, like, describing it. But, you know, it's just, uh, that would be my OnlyFans. And it's only a minute long. I was just charged like 50 cents, you know. Imagine being disappointed you pay someone OnlyFans. Like, typically if you pay for someone OnlyFans, you hope it's not just a minute long. Um, <laughs> But I give you what you need. I understand you got a busy day. You got a job. Um, Just give me 50 cents. And I'll give you a minute mic check of every episode I do. How about that? Because it will literally be only for my fans. Because no one else would want to fucking hear that. Um, it's always funny when people just immediately start posting stuff behind a paywall. But they've never even shown people the show for free. To see if people even like the show. Like guys, support the Patreon. You're going to like these. You're going to like the content. It's like, how about you put some stuff to see if people like you. Or the content you put out begin with. Before you start doing extra. See people get too far ahead of this shit. It's like. It's a free game out here. Right. It doesn't mean you should not be paid. Once you get to a point. But the problem is. You can't get paid. Until people like the shit you do that's free. And it's got to be different. It's got to be. You know a bonus thing. Not exclusively Patreon or exclusively behind a paywall. You got to give people the option, you know, for exclusivity. But, you know what? What do I know? God damn it. I'll tell you what I know, you little whippersnapper. Um, uh, shut your yapper. You are nothing but a capper. Dipper dapper. Let me take a napper. And let me get the pap smear. <laughs> Pappin'. Come here. The place is pappin'. Pep, pep, pepperoo. Uh, I can't wait till I'm so famous that. When you just do simple gestures, all some people don't know what to do with themselves. That a person of fame and notoriety. There's this thing now, <clears throat> like I kind of came across in a video, but I knew about before. You know, I remember the instances like Keanu Reeves has a long history of just being a normal person. Someone secretly recorded him. He was on a subway, giving up his seat to a, you know, middle-aged woman that was on you know just doing normal human stuff that most people would do and the generosity because no one was looking he wasn't trying to cover up like he was just wearing a jacket his normal self sitting and then there's then what was the other one um there was one where god damn it uh oh, Adam Sandler was at a IHOP. He had a mask on cuz it was during that time frame. He was there I think with his wife and some of his kids or whatever and you know, I guess the place was busy and they uh didn't have or it was kind of a wait. He went there and he didn't tell him who he was, but then apparently he revealed later the reason why they didn't sit down is because they didn't have like the all-you-can-eat special or something that he was looking for. So they went to another place. and But it was like caught on their security camera. He just went and he's like, he didn't make a scene about it or nothing. Like, hey, like, you know, I made Mr. Deeds, bitch. Like, you can't sit me down. Um... No, he didn't do any of that. And 
then he actually ended up like going back to that IHOP and like they made like a whole like thing where you know not even made up because in real time it was just like if a customer left and whatever he wasn't angry or nothing but it kind of became this social media thing and he just like came back to show he appreciated that they didn't treat him different and stuff like that so yeah it's weird yeah I can't wait to get to that point and then someone secretly recorded me waiting at a restaurant like everyone else for 40 minutes cause I'm not waiting more than 40 minutes I will just leave like you know I'm kinda getting to that point my life where I can't rationalize waiting somewhere for 40 minutes just to sit down. Like, I would just not eat there at that point. Like, there's too many options out there. Like, I don't have time to be just sitting and waiting. Like, you know? But I can't wait to get to that point where when you just do normal stuff and because you have status and you don't abuse it, or use it to your advantage or leverage. Um, you know. Where you just get maximum praise and credit. And it raises you know, your income. Because now you got this brand of being the. I'm just like everyone else. Type of guy. Um, you know I don't know if I'm like everyone else. I've been told I'm unique. I've been told that. I'm a, I'm not your everyday Clint, you know, I'm not, I am something else, so, I don't know, but speaking of something else, I think it's time to end the show, because, goddamn, I am tired as bubble butt as possible. Um, let me blow your bubble butt and blow your ego to the roof. But yeah, that was episode 240 of the most awkward, terrible podcast I think I've done since one of the origins of this podcast. But yeah, that was episode 240 of the Off B Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most poor ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Oh, Jesus. I am going to make sure this video never gets seen by posting it publicly and shadow banning it myself. Because I shat the bed here. But, in order to shat the bed, at least you had to eat. At least you tried. At least you did your laundry. And that right there is more than what 78% of people do out here. Have you smelled some people? Have a great day. Meep, meep.